welcome your hosts for this evening. Lights, camera, what's the action? Welcome to Lights, Camera, What's the Action, the podcast about betting on film and television awards. I'm Tony Coca-Cola, and there, there is the professor. Hello, professor. Hello, you fellow influencers. How are you? Oh, gangbusters. And there, there is Max Wren. Hello, Max. Hey, Tony. We're getting down to it, aren't we? We certainly are getting very close. You can almost taste it, right? This is going to be a bit of a housekeeping episode this week. Lots of results to get through. Uh, I've still got some best bets to close before our final episode next week before the Oscars. It's almost time to put your pencils down, but not quite yet. There's there's still some value to be had, surely. Right, odds and ends. Let's get into it. The SAG. SAG Awards were one and done. Supporting Actress. This is matched up with the Oscar nine of the last 11 years when two. Debose. Supporting Actor. Ten of the last 11 have matched. Kotzer, actress, eight of the last 11 of match. These are all pretty strong. Went to Chastain, actor, nine of the last 11 have matched up. Went to Smith and then Ensemble, which is matched up with Best Picture, five of the last 11. It's less than 50-50. Went to Coda. Now, I had six bets on. They're all about, they're all about 10 bucks each. I wasn't really confident in any of them. Uh, and one came in, which was Chastain. So that gave me a SAG profit on turnover of negative, again, negative 28%. I've had two negative profit on turnovers in a row, the Globes and the SAGs. Now, it sounds bad, but I've actually only lost $50 total from those two awards. But it's not good for my end of season numbers. But uh, Professor, how did you go with the SAGs? So SAGs, I just had uh, two entries in in the ensemble. So um Coda and don't look up, and, and we we know that uh, Coda took that out for five dollars. So profit of profit on turnover was two hundred percent for that that one. Woo, like it, like it a lot. Max, how did you go with the sags? Anything? I was on don't look up and House of Gucci, uh, and so both both of those missed, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, uh, but no I don't good. have the actual figures with me. Right, DGAs, they've been done and won. This is matched up with Best Director Oscar, nine of the last 11 years, and Campion, thankfully, won. The DGA has also matched up with the Best Picture winner, seven of the last 11 years. So it's a good, strong predictor for picture as well. Maggie Gyllenhaal won for Debut Director for Lost Daughter, which, you know, keeps her in the zeitgeist. That's sort of along with the Indie Spirit win and the USC Scripter win. This is all helpful for her, for her adapted screenplay Oscar push, hopefully. Uh, Attica won for documentary, which was an upset over Summer of Soul, but only five of the last 11 DGA doco winners have matched up with the Oscar doco feature winner. So no great loss there. Anyone have any bets on the DGAs? No, Campion was just too no, short. No, no. So how are we feeling about Campion? It's our biggest take, hottest bet of the last few months. Mm. What do you think? Max, what percentage would you put on it? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this before and uh, I'm I'm currently at 97% confidence with with Campion. So there's always a chance of of a of a crazy upset, uh, but just the way that it's penny, obviously, you know, Campion, as, as you said, is is winning everything and winning everything that she needs to win, uh, and and so that 
that means what happens to the next possible um, uh, nominee? Who is the next possible nominee after that? And when you look at when you look at the odds, it's it's pretty much Branner, Anderson, Spielberg, Hamaguchi. They're all twenty to mm-hmm. one plus, yeah. Yeah. and it's it, you know it doesn't really matter in a sense. That's that's on the odds um, now. We had this conversation. I can't remember if we have it had it uh, on the pod. And I remember uh, Tony, you saying that Hamaguchi, after you know, after all of this, you know, the the toing and froing and, and second places and and however it's going to be worked worked out with the um, with the winner, that it's not going to be Spielberg, Anderson, or Branagh that could possibly upset Campion. I know this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked about this, but you felt that it was Hamaguchi had the the possibility of of coming from the outside. If anyone is to to beat Campion, it, it's it's Hamaguchi. Uh, do you still stick with that? Um, pretty much, yeah. I, I would I would put him second or third uh, based on I think one of our reviews coming up very very shortly. I would put him second or third. Who's your number two there, Max? I don't think it's Branner. Mm. I think I think Branner's gone. Um, I was thinking Anderson before the weekend, but it seems as though Anderson has been lost. Uh, like I, I had, I had some bets on Anderson and Licorice Pizza for Critics' Choice. You know, going off the the lists that we had uh, on Metacritic, there's that list of of uh, uh, critics, US, mainly US critics, I think it is, uh, and their preferences and all the awards that have been won uh, throughout, um, you know, throughout the year, throughout the award season and all of the, you know, regional critics awards and Licorice Pizza was was uh, on top or near the top mm. and the same was, was Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. But when it came to the, the uh, Critics' Choice Awards itself, then you know he he really didn't get a showing. Obviously, there's that category which is best comedy film, hmm. uh, and and Licorice Pizza, <laughs> Licorice Pizza, took that out, but not um, I you know it didn't didn't really take anything else of of, of value out. So I yeah I I just I can't see Branner and Spielberg. I don't think is there. I might still go with Anderson. I don't know, but it's like we're only talking about you know a three percent chance. Hmm. Yeah, Spielberg would be my number two spot. Um, yeah, I, I think it's um, Campion Salute. She'll be the hottest favourite on Oscar Day. And just in the recent weeks, I think just the maybe it's a surge of fellow filmmakers talking up Spielberg's prospects and the reverence and respect that he has in these different awards rooms. Um, but it'll be a, a very distant second, I think, in the, in the final Oscar tally. Professor, is there a possibility of an upset, do you think? Not, not for Campion. But where's where's the Bozeman? Um, where's where's the Bozeman uh, surprise yeah, coming? Yeah, that's right. We've, we've always had one. We had Glenn Close. We had Bozeman last year. But there's there's been no there's been no indication that it's not going to be Campion. Has there? Mm. I mean, yeah. where, where at what point did you can you point to and just say, oh, hold on a second? No, it's never faltered. No. That's right. No, yeah. it's like Zhao last last year. It's just, just, no, exactly. just has not missed a beat. Well, this is the question. I mean, is is she even stronger than Zhao? And and I would argue she is. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would think so yeah. too. Yeah. I think with Zhao, you had maybe like a 90%, you know, confidence level. But now even, was it two days before nominations open, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's far higher than that. Yeah, no, I would agree with you, Max. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling very good about that. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. <laughs> right, Critics' Choice. Uh, we didn't end up doing a Critics' Choice episode mostly because Sportsbet took down the Critics' mm. Choice markets for a long time and then like threw them up like four days before the ceremony. That was very annoying. Uh, and of course, they changed all the odds that we were talking about. There was no more dog for best picture at 220 professor and there was no more no time to die for song at 270 that was a big shame but anyway best picture which matches up with the best picture oscar six of the last 11 years it's just a bit uh yeah a bit over 50 50 went to dog director seven of the last 11 years matchy matchy campion actor seven of the last 11 years smith actress six of the last 11 years chastain stewart seemed like a lock there that was a that's a big victory for Chastain. I reckon. I was very surprised. I was very surprised that that Stewart didn't didn't get that. Mm. Like, what happened? How how did that happen? The rise of Chastain. Yeah, critics taking Chastain. Absolutely. No yeah. way. But but Case Jews hasn't won anything, right? Not all season. What she won? None of the guilds. No, no she's won a ton mm. of critics awards. Yeah, not the critics' mm. choice, but yeah, she's won a ton of critic stuff. But mm. yeah, none of the guilds. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe she'll be the Bozeman, or the Hopkins rather. That was the, the, the Hopkins, yeah. That was the biggest surprise for me that that uh, Chastain won Best Actress. Yeah. Was that for you the, the biggest? Surprise? I wasn't surprised. No. Supporting actor, nine of the last eleven, very strong, uh, has matched up with the Oscar. Kotza, again, bye bye to Cody. Mm-hmm. Supporting actress, this is the strongest one. Ten of the last eleven have matched up. Debose. Original screenplay, nine of the last 11. That's strong too. Went to Belfast. Adapted screenplay, four of the last 11. That's terrible. That went to Dog Campion. Animated feature, nine of the last 11 have matched up. And this went to Mitchell's. That was a bit of an upset. Yeah. Uh, Art direction, nine of the last 11 as well. That's very strong. Went to June. Cinematography. Nine of the last 11 have matched up and it went to dog. Yes. <laughs> Costume design. Nine of the last 11 have matched up. That's yeah, some strong ones in Critics' Choice. Went to Cruella. That was obvious. Doho feature. Four of the last 11. Terrible correlation there. Went to Summer of Soul. Edit. Five of the last 11 have matched. West Side Story. Foreign Language. Five of the last 11. Drive My Car. Makeup. Five of the last 11. Tammy Faye. Score, eight of the last 11 went to June. Song, seven of the last 11 have matched up. No time to die. Visual effects, five of the last 11 have matched up. That's pretty odd. Uh, and that went to June. Right. I had 25 bets on the <laughs> choice. Is that all? Yeah. I had uh, 20 on the film categories and five on the TV. We didn't even talk about the TV, but I threw some on anyway. I went pretty hard on. No Time to Die for Song. I was pushing it my best bets quite a lot. Half my actual Critics' Choice total outlay was on No Time to Die. That was a great catch, Tony. $2.70, what a price. Yeah, so everything else I had was sort of very small and medium bets. Uh, I hit 10 out of the 25, and my Critics' Choice profit on turnover was thankfully, mercifully, 
116%. So that was oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Good to be well, back man. in the black. Well, oh, well. Back in the black. Professor, how'd you go? So Critics' Choice um, had Will Smith, who was paying uh, $2 for Best mm, Actor. Nice. Uh, best Film, uh, Power Dog, unbelievably, for a long time, was paying $2.20, snapped up that one. And then Power Dog uh, came in at $6, so three from three. And uh, profit on turnover, 156%. Oh, Professor. <laughs> just when I thought I'm clawing back. Professor, <laughs> just, oh, shows me how it's done. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely work. Max, how'd you go? Um, uh, yeah, so I went with song as well. I played it uh, pretty conservatively. Uh, I did... I did go for uh, licorice pizza, and of course that didn't that didn't come through. But I did um, uh, I did uh, back Power Dog, um, and the other one I, I backed was Drive My Car. Uh, that mm, was paying a dollar yeah. forty, and I went very heavy on yeah. uh, on Drive My Car. Um, but because of the uh, uh, the licorice pizza loss, that brought my pot down to much lower than you guys down to 74 percent overall still nice and tasty still admirable well done yes nice nice bafta best picture which has matched up with the oscar five of the last 11 years went to dog director seven of the last 11 campion actor 10 of the last 11 have matched up went to smith that was a big upset Actress, 10 of the last 11 have matched up. It's going to be 10 of the last 12 because none of the BAFTA mm. nominees uh, cross over to the Oscar nominees. And that was one by Joanna Scanlon, which you've seen, Professor, haven't you? I saw that one, Afterlove. It's Afterlove, quite, quite yeah. a good one, yeah. yeah. Recommend. Okay, good, good. Uh, supporting actor, 8 of the last 11 matched up. Kotzer, supporting actress, 7 of the last 11. Debose, Doco, 5 of the last 10. They've only had it for 10 years. Summer of Soul, animated feature, eight of the last 11. Encanto, foreign language, seven of the last 11 have matched. Drive My Car, original screenplay, six of the last 11. Licorice Pizza, adapted screenplay, six of the last 11. Went to Coda, that was a big surprise. Mm. Up against Dog and Lost Daughter, that was mm. interesting. Cinematography, eight of the last 11. Went to June. Mm. editing seven of the last 11 went to no time to die that was interesting uh production design six of the last 11 went to june costume design nine of the last 11 went to cruella of course makeup seven of the last 11 matched up tammy faye again score eight of the last 11 have matched june visual effects eight of the last 11 june sound 10 of the last 11 have matched up june uh, the shorts, uh, nobody cares. I had uh, two BAFTA bets on. They were both an actress. It was uh, Renata Reinsev for Worst Person and Scanlon, Joanna Scanlon, uh, for some cover. And Scanlon came in. So my point uh, profit on turnover was exactly 0%. She covered my two bets. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother getting one more dollar on it. I did, I'm just going to cover. Uh, so, yes, that was... Uh, that was my BAFTA results. Professor? Yeah, Gold Derby was the, the really positive guide here, Tony. And um, Lady Gaga um, uh, hasn't performed well on the, on the circuit. She um, She's a bit of an unlikable character if you read some of these websites, like World of Real. Um, not, nevertheless, uh, had two in there for Best Actress. So Renata was paying $4.50. 
Joanna was paying four dollars, and uh, yeah, Joanna took it out. So that was a profit on turnover of two hundred percent for the bathtub. Oh, oh, professor! Man. Well done. You are just dominating. Beautiful work. But uh, yeah, I had to be really cautious. I mean, we just didn't know what was going to happen with the BAFTAs, with the jury, with the selection process, etc. Well, yeah, I tell you what, it's good to be cautious and get 200%. <laughs> Max, did you have any BAFTAs on? Well, speaking of being cautious, I was so cautious uh, that uh, I put zero bets on. Unfortunately, I didn't get any uh, profit on turnover. <laughs> Definitely not 200% and being cautious. But a couple of things strike me. One is that with... Will Smith winning the BAFTA, mm. uh, you know, it's like, okay, if, if Benedict Cumberbatch won won the BAFTA, and I think he had a good shot at winning the BAFTA. Sure did. Mm. He was fave. He was indeed, yeah. Then he has a good, then he has a somewhat of a shot of winning the Oscar. Now it's it's like it's impossible. Uh, and none of the other guys, I don't think, have, have a chance. And, no. uh, yeah. yeah, that that price should be, you know, around a dollar and five cents, I think, for, mm, for, for Will Smith. Um, yeah. he, he's, he's a bit longer than that. So, I mean, we're only talking, you know, individual cents. Um, anyway, there's that. And then, then you know, and as you've talked about, not only with the BAFTA, but, but Critics' Choice and other results over the last uh, week or so, the rise of, of Troy Kotzer. I mean, mm. he's he's oh, kind yeah. of un- unstoppable. And just how it's, it's, it's a great case study in... in showing how the you know the the winds can change within the course of a couple of weeks during the award season where you know if where we were talking five six weeks ago Cody Smith McPhee was was you know right. all over it there were, and there was just like there's no chance he should be like a dollar 20 or something mm. and then just in the last yeah the last week and a half or two weeks it's like up oh, Kotzer comes out, wins everything, and the speeches that, he, that yes. he's giving as well. Very, very endearing. Endearing yeah. himself to mm. all, factor. Yeah, mm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like that's completely flipped. Uh, yeah. And he's down into the 130s now while, while Cody's around $3. I remember the same thing happened last year with Korean Granny, that the winds just changed, the momentum shifted. And um, uh, your, your, your memory of... This time last year, two weeks out before Oscars, have we ever seen so many short price favourites? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, I was looking it's looking at uh, through Sportsbet uh, at least odds. Mm. All the favourites are sub two dollars. Yeah, and that's yeah. just crazy pricing. Yeah, that's really yeah. they're really they're really scared. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but out of out of those four, right? I mean, leaving leaving Chastain, three of them are sub a dollar forty. Mm. You're still yeah. two weeks out, yeah. Yeah, we're still two weeks out, and like Debose is is sub one ten, and Will Will Smith should be sub one ten, but he's like just just over that, you know. Mm. Uh, so it's, uh, but but and and reasonably Will Smith, that's completely understandable. I have no idea about Best Actress. I'm just steering way clear. Yeah, it's up for grabs still. I it's, think. Yeah, it's. I think it's really impossible to tell. I really think it's mm. impossible to tell. Sure, Jessica Chastain has to be favourite, but who knows? Troy Klotz has got it in the bag, and then um, uh, Ariana DeBose. Um, yeah, she's the shortest of all of them um, because she—I don't think she's missed anything, has she? She got no. SAG, everything. Yeah, BAFTA, yeah, every every single thing. So I think Dunst is gone, and and uh, definitely gone, and Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter what happens now, really, does it? With those races. So you think you think the dunce theory that you had of her 
doing better at the academy? No, no. It's just been no. Ariana DeBose, you know. Steamrolled it. For everything, yeah. yeah. Except Everyone except um, uh, Jordan R. at uh, World of Real, of course. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> published him two plugs in one episode. Oh, my God, he's not worth two. God, he he's he not published worth one half. today saying, you know, that, that Ariana DeBose's um, performance is absolutely not worthy of of Best Supporting Actress, not even worthy of a nomination, too, he claims in his... You know, get him on the podcast, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sasha Stone, of course. I mean, yeah. Oh, she's, my God, there's a, ter- there's a twosome. The twosome. Yeah. She's yeah. got so yeah. much to offer. And, and, and what are the, the the Hollywood Squad? What's her band called? Oscar Squad, yeah. The Oscar Squad, there we go. The Oscar Squad, yeah. Are you part of it, Professor? Yeah, I just need to give her some lessons on how to speak the Belfast accent, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Professor, what are your takeaways from all that over the weekend there? Uh, yeah, I think like like Max has just highlighted there, um, it, it's momentum and it's wind changing time. And uh, uh, my sort of second or third favorite thesis around best pictures winners, I think that that thesis is now dead, and and Power Dog will, will steam home to a best picture victory. Uh, Tony Kotzer, uh, yeah, I'd expect him on game day to be. Dollar ten, dollar fifteen, twenty thereabouts. Yeah, I agree. Um, there are still some uh, value plays uh, available, which we can talk about later. Nice, right? Uh, yeah, the last sort of two pieces of the puzzle: uh, the PGA's and the Writers Guild. PGA is next Sunday, March twentieth, Australian time, and the Writers Guild is next Monday, March twenty-first, Australian time. So. Not that that's going to affect the acting races, I don't think, by anything. Uh, yeah, a few things, a few takeaways for me from this weekend. Um, it looks like Chastain is bringing Tammy Faye the makeup win. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, and or <laughs> vice versa. Uh, yeah, the Tammy Faye, the rise of Tammy Faye's success in makeup is going to bring Chastain the win. Mm. That's a pretty sad state of affairs, though, isn't it? In terms yeah. of performance, has to come down to. The, the the makeup and the makeup is is not so great too. That's the other thing. Oh, like no. I remember Professor mm. you talking, particularly not not so much for for Chastain, but for the for the male lead in that Garfield. Yeah, yeah Garfield, Garfield. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Didn't look no. good. I'm still not convinced about Drive My Car, just purely because of its length and its nothingness. Um, but I fear I'm just I'm delusional about this one. It's probably going to end up like Roma. You know, it's just going to have an undeniable sweep across every foreign language category at every awards and then go on to win the Oscar. Um, that seems to be what's going on. It, it's it's not shut, that category, and particularly if people watch it. <laughs> and, you know, we've seen Pan's Labyrinth got, got shut out uh, previously as a, a hot favourite uh, for best foreign language. I still think, um, and this is against uh, what, what you two believe, I think documentary is still up for grabs, as well as animation, which we can get to later. So, Tony, sorry, in terms of best picture, do you think Coda has a shot? It's got to be Coda, isn't it? There's nothing else but Coda, right, to, to challenge Power Dog. The only challenge to Power Dog will come from who wins the PGA, um, I think. The only viable challenge. I think if Coda wins the PGA, then it's on. It's oh, absolutely that on. That would be terrible. <laughs> that's going to bring. <laughs> that's going to bring down. Oh, that's going to bring down big stacks. <laughs> that's going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, Dog looks very, very likely to win the PGA for mine. Um, would you place Coda second at the moment for the PGA over Belfast? Ah, uh, I would. 
Yes, yes. I think it. I, I just it's just the momentum. I think it's just the momentum. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, people yeah. are really, really digging it. Uh, I don't know what the odds for PGA. What's what's the, what are the the odds of the PGA? Let's see. Coda is is second favorite. Yeah, for PGA. Well, I'm not convinced. I still think it's. I still think it's too fluffy and not, not much to it. There's no meat on the bones for mine for Coda. Um, I think we talked about this, Professor, when we yeah, reviewed it many, many months ago. Um, yeah, you should watch it, Max. I want to get your perspective. That'd oh, be very handy. Do I have to? Yeah, I guess <laughs> you do. It's better, than, it's better than King Richard, Max. Come on. Yeah, well, everything's better than King Richard. It's like it should be a it's razzie. a low bar, yeah. Was that one? Yeah, I don't know. So that's, yeah, that's that's my only fear with Power Dog at Coda. But, I mean, if if Power Dog goes and wins the, the PGA, which is, which is absolutely expected, then... Uh, we, we have no idea, but if yeah, if Coda wins PGA, then it's then it's a two horse race. It really yeah. becomes a two horse race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the biggest tell that Coda's not going to win Best Picture is it got no DGA nomination, and that correlation is so strong. And no editing yeah. either. Yeah, That's it's, right. it's yeah. Coda's going to have to smash so many stats for it That's to win right. Best Picture. Yeah, it really has a lot going against it. Um, but yeah, it is on the rise. Uh, it's in in the zeitgeist. It's very popular at the moment. It does seem really hard where, you know, the director of, of Power Dog is winning absolutely everything and the director of Coda isn't even nominated. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That that's a that's a big, big disadvantage for the film. But and the other one too I'm interested in. I I I have no idea of the politics, but uh how do the Academy members see uh, an uh, an Apple produced film winning best film it seems to be more acceptable than netflix certainly netflix has tried very hard over the last four years it has yes they've thrown she's the throwing a kitchen sink at it um but yeah apple doesn't seem to be getting the same kind of static as the netflix bias which is still a thing apparently so if if Coda, if Coda won, then it would be a massive, massive slap in the face for Netflix. That'd be a giant fuck you to Netflix. Absolutely, yeah. that'd be heavy. Well, Apple's a more likable brand, and so is the, the CEO. Um, it's fascinating, just in the, the, the whole stream of versus the cinema wars, and how hard Netflix has tried to crack this race for so many years. Is this going to be the year? A couple other things. Uh, I think Encanto is pretty locked despite uh, Mitchell's getting up for Critics' Choice. The wow. fact that Encanto has nominations for animated feature, score and song, that the Academy really likes it. I think Mitchell's didn't get anything else. Not that it's a musical. Um, plus, it's Billboard success. Yeah, I, I would say Encanto is like 90% uh, even after that Critics' Choice. Which film won the uh, Annie? Mitchell's. Mitchell's mm. won the Annie, and and the critics, yeah, and the critics' yeah. choice, mm. yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I think Encanto is, uh, is yeah, ninety percent locked, and then finally, I think all the bookies have the cinematography dog price wrong. Um, this dog should be paying two or three, three absolute max. It's going to be a very, very close race between Dog and June for cinematography, but anything over four is absolutely flat out wrong so this is this is this is really interesting with the craft awards right it it, i get the impression i get the impression that june's going to sweep the craft awards and and then we're left with cinematography does it complete the sweep in terms of you know all of those 
all of those award categories that will eventually be taken out of the show or because <laughs> <laughs> they're unnecessary that's yeah. right yeah. Oh, what's oh, editing got to do with film now we'll take that out yeah that's right <laughs> editing sound and, and score these kinds of things but then with cinematography there's a different narrative at play right that is not at play with 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 editing or with... well i think i would argue editing i think is is in a different category with cinematography yeah yeah, I don't think June is locked for edit is the locked for editing that oh. many people think it is. Oh. No, because okay. King Richard won the Eddie somehow, won the uh, editing all those tennis award. tennis matches, all, all the yeah. tennis match shots. Yeah, um, cutting those together. So that was a that's a big upset. Yeah, I'm not sure, no. and because of editing's link to Best Picture as well, I think the more general um, uh, Academy voter um, will will go for June. Uh, definitely uh, over King Richard, yeah, because of the the sense of scale and also intimacy that exists. And I mean, Joe Walker's a very very smart editor, and he you know he's able to he's able to uh, um, do something pretty impossible, which is to you know distill really complex novel into a, a very um, kind of razor sharp, at least the first part, razor sharp. Um, um, uh, economical film, um, but with cinematography, I think it, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's got that it's got the power dog narrative. It's got the narrative of the of the the first female um, uh, um, a winner of a of best cinematography. And I think now is the time. Now is the perfect time. Uh, so yeah, you, you're absolutely right with the with the price the prices that are being offered to us, and that's why we're just reloading reloading as much as possible and that's our our um advice to the to the uh, listeners yeah that's going to be very good now um, that's the, that's the the category i'm most nervous out about so far that's my favorite category cinematography yeah. <laughs> oh yeah are we actually going to see it or is this a pre-recorded sort of no, cinematography is chopped cinematography is oh. in this year but we don't know right. about next year so it's more important than editing is it yeah okay. of course All right. yeah Next year will just be the red carpet, and then the actors. you'll have to check the results on the Twitter yeah. feed. Yeah, that's it. But whoever whoever wins, if it's if it's June or Power Dog, we're going to get we're going to get an Australian winner. Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, and and that's fantastic. I'm absolutely sure that 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 Ari Wagner and, and um, uh, uh, Fraser Greg Fraser know each other very 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 well, and uh, and they're probably yeah. There's going to be kind of inside jokes that go on. Whoever wins that race. Mm. Right. So what have we been watching? Professor, what have you been watching? There's not much time left. Let's squeeze in as much as we can. Let's go to the, the second favourite for the best uh, international film. So this is Worst Person in the World. Not not a great title, but mind you, but um, uh, this was a, a movie, let's say in the first half, I wasn't sure what I was watching. Um, and maybe that's the whole sort of European experience anyway. Um but it was the last third of the movie that really got hold of me and, and um, you know, quite a turn in the story there with, with two of the, the central characters. Um, and without giving the, the plot away, um, yeah, quite a touching um, emotional ending. A good portrayal, I think, of finding your way through your 20s and some of the unexpected twists and turns and how life can slam into you. Uh, it's a big plus for me. Is it uh, deserved of its original screenplay nomination? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Should she have got an actress nomination? Probably not. Yeah, I think it's too strong that category this year. 
Yep, right. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Um, I'm not sure why people are losing their minds over it, though, mm-hmm. um, or why it got, yeah, an original screenplay nomination. Um, I don't think there's anything overly impressive or innovative about it. Uh, it's solid. It's too long, uh, but it was solid. I think the lead performance from uh, Renata is very good, very naturalistic. I still don't see the Academy going for Drive My Car, and I, I don't see them going for this either. It just it seems a little bit off. Maybe it'd be the yak, year of the yak. It could be the year of the yak. <laughs> My God, wouldn't that be something? Um, but we've got some other international films up your sleeve. What else is there, Professor? So let's let's talk about Flea. Um, this is a one that I caught a few months ago now as part of the Sydney Film Festival. Um, a gay Afghan refugee love story, um, and you know, with those topics alone, um, pretty sort of hard or perhaps difficult subject matter or, or tricky, tricky topics. But I think it really works. Um, it's not at the same level um, with what uh, as the movie Waltz with Bashir, which came out in two thousand and eight. Um, and that that particular movie of that year was one of my all time favorites. Um, it's a film that has some pretty remarkable uh, sequences. So one of them that was very memorable was the, the people smuggling sequence, which was just really well executed and quite terrifying. Um, it's surprising, you know, in retrospect now that uh, for a long time, Flea was the, the front runner for best animated, you know, $2 and look where it is now. Uh, so that's about a B experience for me. Yes, I agree, Professor. I think it's uh, Flea has, is a remarkable story. Um, I remember in your uh, previous review saying that you didn't think the animation was much chop. And uh, yeah, I would agree with that, certainly compared to, you know, Pixar offerings and stuff, which look absolutely gorgeous. Um, But I think it's refugee story, which cynically is hitting uh, right at the right time. I think it's Mm, it's strong enough. I think it's strong enough to carry it all the way for international feature. I think this is the people pleaser that will beat the critical darling. Uh, it probably won't, but I'm I'm getting on flea for international film. I think I, I think this is going to be the one. What confidence level, Tony? Do you have a flea? Two oh, <laughs> percent. <laughs> no, drive my car is uh, yeah. It's just dominating too much. Like I said, it's probably going to go like Roma and just scoop everything and then scoop the Oscar. Um, but it's paying eleven. I think at the moment uh, at Sportswear, which is very nice. Yeah, I'm I'm going to throw just you know ten bucks on that, but I don't expect it to come in. What else, Professor? Uh, we, let's go Hand of God. So this is um, also in the international category, and um, this sits in uh, the company is one of my favourites of the year with with, uh, with Licorice Pizza. And if I was voting for the international film category, this would be my number one pick. Uh, it is a wonderful bookend to the documentary about Diego Maradona, if any of you have seen that, which is um, the impact that that uh, marvellous player had on Naples in 1984 when he arrived in the town and started playing for the the local soccer team. Uh, I found it charming, sweet, hilarious. Um, Sometimes it's a bit too sentimental. Uh, It celebrates cinema and art, and uh, it's a big plus for me. Really enjoyed it. Wow. Very interesting, Professor. Um... Well, yeah, I, I thought it was just okay. Um, it's clearly very, very personal. Uh, everything about it feels 100% anecdotal uh, yeah, and very private uh, in a way. Uh, there's some very sort of odd characters and odd moments, which I don't think will play well for the Academy. Um, 
I don't think it's going to threaten for international film. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it's fine. It, it's fine. But uh, I wasn't. I was hoping for a lot more. Actually, I was hoping for a lot more. All right, let's finish with something that Max has seen: West Side Story, Professor. Well, I want to take this um, little review with sort of two angles. So the first being just sort of the commercial expectations and, and reality of what unfolded here with West Side Story. And um, I'm shocked that the studio executives behind this film were shocked at the box office performance. Um, it's two hours and 36 long. It was released in the middle of the pandemic. It appeals maybe almost exclusively to the you know 50 plus crowd. Um, it's got no stars. And Spielberg may have been the only draw card. Uh, so, uh, yeah, th- this type of film's n- n- not my cup of tea. Uh, um, and I found it sort of hard to I- engage with. So, um, Debose, I think, really lights up the screen. And if you include the total package of acting and dancing, I kind of get the, the front runner status. Um, our friend at World of Real. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, he, he, he makes some great comments that where is the show-stopping Oscar scene for DeBose? And it's it's quite remarkable in, in how she's just the, the clear front-runner and she's won, you know, run such a great campaign. Um, the, the setup of the, the gangs uh, I just found really cheesy. Uh, Mike, Mike faced. Um, I don't understand the chatter there about him being an, an Oscar contention. Um, the setups, the, the the choreography, the cinematography is you know technically brilliant, um, but overall an average experience for me. It was a C plus. Wow. So, do you uh, rate the original one, Professor? I have not actually seen the original. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's fine. Okay. Coming to it with very fresh eyes, then that's good. That's a great perspective, Max. You have seen the original. Yeah, I've seen the original many, many times, and it's a film that that I absolutely love. Uh, the 1961 version. Uh, right. So, yeah, watching this film, it's a it's a it's a curious it's a curious cat Spielberg's uh, um, remake, and it is it's a direct remake um, with all of the same musical numbers, the same orchestration um, as the as the 61 original, um, all the characters that are uh, in the original film. And, you know, Spielberg's always wanted to make a musical. He said he's wanted to make a musical the last 30 or so years, but, you know, uh, didn't find the right um, the right project. And he's kind of really painted himself into a corner with this film. He says, like, you're taking an absolutely undisputed, you know, masterpiece of, of, um, of cinema in the musical genre, one of the maybe the five greatest musicals of all time worldwide, definitely American musicals, no doubt. And and you're planning to remake it? Okay, all right. So uh, I agree with the professor that that technically the craft is is gorgeous, absolutely incredible. Uh, some of the shots I I it, I watch this in a, with a very critical eye. Uh, unlike watching the '61 version, the '61 version you're immediately transfixed right from the from the opening moments of the film all the way through to these incredible end credits. Um, but this film, the the mise-en-scene was, was uh, so showy at points and the lighting was so showy that it takes you out of the drama and the, and the, the you know, the, the fantasy of the doom romance. Uh, 
and you, for some shots, I just looked at it and I thought, how long did it take to set the lights up for this mm. shot? This is just <laughs> the, a with shot the cat, that lasts with the flare coming through three yeah. seconds on screen. You would have to say, okay, mm. so all the lighting technicians, the grips, and 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 everybody, that would have taken nine hours to set that shot up. Um, so it is. It's it's a film that I will watch again. I will, I will say that I will definitely watch it again. Uh, not to the extent of the 61 version, which I've seen at least a dozen times. Uh, look, uh, editing-wise, I think it is it is really, really wonderful. And, and Spielberg uses his old editor who he's worked with since Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I think it is, Michael Caine, who is 90 years old now. Wow. <laughs> he, got, he got jibbed for an and, editing nomination. Yeah, it, this it is. an absolute lock. It was. is very, very, very strong in terms of the cut, I think. Uh, um, and the staging. I think Spielberg does some really um, uh, wondrous things and inventive things staging the the dance numbers uh, within, within the film. Now, uh, Ariana DeBose as Anita, I think, just steals the show, absolutely steals the show from um, everyone else in the film. And she does it right from the get-go, and particularly in the best musical number in the in the in the film, particularly in terms of of staging and, and dancing. That's the America, you know, uh, sequence, and she's she's um, right at the center of that. Okay, that's that's a really wonderful uh, scene that opens it up compared to the sixty-one version where the the sequence takes place on on you know the the roof of a um, of an apartment building. Uh, the writing was interesting too in that the film is kind of expanded and that there's a kind of additional story world content kind of explication as what is happening to this the this place in New York there's kind of a a slum relocation kind of thing happening so it's the it's the sense that their world is ending which I I thought that gave it a nice fresh take on on the story itself Uh, the uh, decision to to invent a character that's not in the original film, uh, but using one of the original actors, Rita Marino, uh, I think worked definitely worked. Um, so she plays she plays the the uh, the wife of um, a character from the original film, and 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 she does remarkable work. And I think you just see the effortlessness of a really terrific seasoned professional. Um, and all the scenes that she's in, I think, are really, really great, except for one, which I'll get to in a second. And that brings us to the two leads, Tony and Maria. Right. So Maria, yes, she's she's very serviceable as an actress, and I understand they went through 30,000 different girls. Is that serious? To, to cast Rachel uh, Ziegler. It's Ziegler, yeah. Uh, and... I was watching this film and, and and with my wife and and she said we were watching. And she says yes, she's she's fine, she's good, but uh, and we hadn't heard her sing and it was just like I'm sh- you know I'm sure the reason that she's going to be cast is that she has a, a terrific singing voice and when she sings she sings like an angel and she has an mm. incredible incredible voice. The problem is Tony for me, Ansel Elgort. I'm sorry, my friend. You know you are not Tony. You are not Tony. You will never be Tony. Um, he's he's miscast. He is miscast, and he he's he's one of the centerpieces of of the film. Uh, I never I didn't really like him in Baby Driver, um, and I understand that he's he's you know he can he can sing 
barely. He's okay. He's serviceable. And the duets with with Rachel Ziegler, she she just blows him off the screen. Completely blows him off the screen. I felt a bit sorry for him actually up there. <laughs> oh, and it's wow. just like, oh, I know he's a DJ as well, but I haven't heard any oh, of this. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a clunk, clunky dancer too. He doesn't move too well. Maybe. He doesn't move too well. Look, no. This is this is the it's issue. Body, but mm. but uh, that's the difference with uh, Ariana DeBose. She moves amazingly. Mm. I mean, mm. coming from Broadway. Now, this is a long commentary uh, on it, but but uh, I, I've got you know had many many things to say because it's the idea of remaking a film I love dearly. Now, one of the most profoundly moving moments in the 61 version, the Robert Wise version, is uh, the song Somewhere, which comes at a moment, a crucial moment in the film, where uh, uh, Tony has, has killed Bernardo uh, and, and he goes to Maria and con- confesses to Maria and Maria, you know, while distraught, kind of, of course, loves Tony and that love will conquer all, but they're in a situation where... There's just no way out. You know, Tony has done something to kind of completely destroy his world. And then they sing this this duet somewhere together and it's like this sense of, of, of they can they can escape to this kind of fantasy land, this fantasy world and get out of this this place. And they can do that through through the power of song, right? That's that's one of the the, the great moments in the nineteen sixty one version. Spielberg does something which is a major, major misstep. He takes that song away from Tony and Maria, and in this version, he gives it to Rita Marino to sing, and she sings it as a kind of chorus, you know, where there's a montage of everything happening. I can see the the decision to do that, but for me, it it is a major, major misstep where uh, Tony and Maria don't get to sing that song and and express the impossible love that they have at that particular moment. So, yeah, that's that's a big negative for me. I don't hold uh, the original in very high esteem, uh, and I realise that's the minority opinion. Um, this remake, I was 100% emotionally engaged with the craft, and I was 100% emotionally unengaged with the narrative. Uh, the craft is just like you said it's absolutely gorgeous it's just impeccable i think it's flawless cinematography editing and production design um the choreography is impeccable i think the direction is amazing uh the camera just zips around so beautifully i think it deserves to win cinematography production design and editing it should have been nominated and it should have won but but it's 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 incredible to it's incredible to see Spielberg, like Spielberg, can do pretty much anything, can't he? Look, yeah. look at look at the staging of these sequences. Oh. He's never made a musical before, and oh. and this is it's you know absolutely gorgeous. He takes it's on just... a kind of impossible mission. Yeah, degree you... of difficulty is yeah. very very high, and yeah. I think yeah, I think he's absolutely smashed it. There was a great uh, tweet run by Guillermo del Toro after he saw it, and and I had to write down the quote. Uh, he wrote like ten tweets about West Side Story at one point, Guillermo. And uh, the quote is, uh, if you attempt to really break down the tools and how he uses it and how Spielberg uses them, 
You have to do it in a second or third viewing. You feel like Salieri getting the Requiem dictation from Mozart. Wait, wait, you're going too fast. <laughs> I just think that's absolutely gushing praise for Spielberg and very, very apt. Yeah, I just, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. But then, like you, Max, there's the cast. Um, yeah, Ansel Elgort just has zero charisma for me. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's attractive um and yeah he just he comes across across really clunkily uh he's I, so yeah, wet. I, he's so I agree wet. he's just a bad casting choice i agree mm. uh i think zegler is better she has like a life about her at least um but she's no natalie wood certainly um yeah mike faced the leader of the jets um i'm gonna uh, test your brain here uh professor Bax. he looks like the son of the hitman from the untouchables you know, you know, you know yeah, needy yeah. needy the guy in the yeah. white suit yeah. uh you know who goes around uh, killing everybody like a stuck irish pig you know? there we go <laughs> he looks like the son of him he uh which is unfortunate for mike faced uh, i agree professor i don't think i don't see the talks Bizarre. there Mm. Um, for him jagging a nomination. And then, yes, there's Debose. Uh, with 20 minutes to go, I was positive that she was not going to win the Oscar. Uh, I didn't mm. feel the same way about you, Max, about uh, America. Um, uh, up until 20 minutes to go, she, she doesn't have a lot of screen time and she doesn't have a lot to do, I don't think. But that last 20 minutes, uh, as Rita Moreno uh, before her got, she gets one socially significant moment let's say um not necessarily a great acting moment i think but i still don't think she deserves to win but i can see why she will yeah so yeah technically for me it's a hands-down masterpiece i think it's absolutely brilliant but narratively yeah it didn't work for me at all so then let's finish after all that with our best bets our actions family values professor after all that is there any value to be found in our penultimate episode there's a, there's a little bit of meat on the bone um, and you need to be a little bit brave. Um, so we, we, we've spoken about the, 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 the thesis around second and third best picture favourites. So let's just discard that and um, don't, don't get on power of the dog. But if all our loyal listeners over the last few months, you've been chipping into it along the way through, I think $1.40 is, um, is yeah, a, a, a well-deserved price. Um, so not re- recommending anything there. It's safe to say, um, don't jump on the Coda train. Uh, it will be a statistical um, something stunning if, if it actually wins on the day. It's got lots of momentum, granted, but uh, yeah, don't don't pull the trigger. Uh, so I, I think before we do get into the best bets, just a category to to keep your eyes out for is um, the Cinematography Awards, which is on Monday Australian time, and uh, that's where there are two cinematographers fighting it out and. Um, we know that uh, seven of the last 11 winners from that particular awards go on to win cinematography Oscar glory. So just be ready. And uh, as we've highlighted, Power of the Dog, north of $4 is great value. And uh, have your button ready and, and, and uh, chips in if it, if it does salute. So if, if June, uh, Professor, if June takes out uh, the uh, Cinematographer Society Award, which it's, I'm guessing, a uh, strong favourite for, and then dog jumps to like four eighty or something five dollars. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't make that that kind of shift. Uh, how do you see that happening? Yeah, it might jump to five or six. That's when I'd probably be enticed to get get back on. Um, had had 
uh, a good sizable investment when it was at nine dollars. Um, but uh, yeah, if it, if it does play out that way, Max and June wins uh, on Monday, yeah, it needs to be a bit bit bigger, I think. Is there any is there any uh, word on the street about uh, the Cinematographer Society and and what they're thinking? Oh, I haven't heard anything yeah. yet. No, I, even, mm. even if June wins, uh, I'm still not convinced it'll it'll win the Oscar. I, I would still reload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're right there, Tony. Uh, you, you know, it should be two or three dollars, and that that uh, it's a it's a much closer category than what the bookies have priced at the moment. Uh, so then, just a, a line investment. Um, this particular film had did really well over over the weekend, so it dominated the Annies and uh, it won Best Animated, the Critics' Choice. Most bookies have uh, this one at six dollars fifty, but you can get it at ten dollars. So that's Mitchell versus Machine for Best Animation. Uh, we've been pretty strong on on Encanto. I know no, I have. So that's just a, a bit of coverage there. And uh, I'm not a believer on, on Summer of Soul, gentlemen. Uh, I don't think it's that good. And I'm sniffing around uh, f- for some other value there. A bit of a tell with what the DGA have done with um, Attica being announced as the winner. And there is a 50% correlation between the DGA doco win and the Oscar winner. So at $21, uh, which was what Bet365 had a couple of days ago, now crunched into $11. Um, you can still get Attica at 19 with Neds. Uh, probably not going to win, but um, one you want to have in your pocket on, on Oscar Day. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I still think uh, Summer of Soul. Don't forget the octopus last year. They went for the populist, mm. uh, the populist choice over the uh, over the critical darling of time. Who could forget time? Um, oh, God. Yeah, I, uh, I think Attica, Attica might be a bit too uh, heavy going anyway. Mm. Interesting, Max. What do you got? Yeah, I can't. I can't see anything but Summer of Soul uh, happening there, and for Questlove to, to to come up and and give a speech at the Oscars. Uh, no, I can't. I can't see anything there, particularly with the yeah the the general voting um, membership there. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, <laughs> um, it's Ari Wegner for um, Power Dog Cinematography. Yeah, it was like if at four dollars twenty five. Just keep loading up as, as, as much as you can uh, because, yeah, I, I think it's pretty much a 50-50 proposition, mm. a 50-50 Agreed. proposition. Yeah. yeah, It shouldn't be $4.25 there. That's that's absolutely staggering. Um, that's one of my best bets too. Um, yeah, dog, four twenty five at Sportsbet and Tad. Um, I'm also keen still uh, for adapted screenplay on Lost Daughter after Coda's win. Um, it's the odds have lengthened slightly. You can get it at six at Bet365, Unibet, Tab Touch. Yeah, I, I would say a medium investment on that. I still think she's got a very good chance, Gyllenhaal, um, after yeah the Scripter win, the Indie Spirit win. She's at uh, the DGA debut director win. Yeah, she's uh, she may not be uh, as hot as Coda, uh, and Coda is now second favourite, I think, mm. for adapted screenplay. Yeah, yeah. It's over. it used to be Lost Daughter, but yeah, Coda's jumped over. No, I, I still like Lost Daughter, um, at, especially if it's six. I think that's pretty good. And and that it's Maggie Gyllenhaal, an actor who is who's, who's who's up for this. And you can just imagine, like, yes, I'm sure actors know screenwriters. But they all know Maggie Gyllenhaal, and we know that the actors uh, branch is the biggest in the in the yeah, academy. True. 
So I think that's I think that's a really really good bet too. Beautiful. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, Max. Hey, thanks, Tony. Thanks, Professor. Thank you. Right, we're on the Twitter and Facebook at LCWT Action on YouTube as well. One more episode to go. It'll probably be next Thursday. It'll be up. Uh, we'll be going through. We'll be trying to go through all the shorts, almost all of them, um, before we reveal our the final Oscar odds. We'll reveal what we're on. Uh, if there's any final value to be scrounged out, uh, it's getting tight. It's getting tight now. It's getting close. I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all convene. We're all convening at Max's premises. Max HQ. Max headquarters. The Campion the Palace. Actual, yeah, for the, uh, the Campion Palace, for the actual ceremony itself. With the big whiteboards. The big whiteboard so we can write. Oh, my God, that's going to get messy, that whiteboard. <laughs> my goodness. And then like last uh, year, we'll do a uh, – we'll record an episode live. No, not live. Uh, we'll record an episode <laughs> from uh, Max headquarters and uh, reveal – our POTs for the Oscars, reveal our results, reveal our POTs for the 2021-22 awards season. Who will take it out? Hint, hint. It's going to be the professor. <laughs> no, my money's on Max. He's got a big fat Campion piggy bank in his bedroom. Oh, he is going to steam home, that's that's for sure. Um, I tell you what, if uh, some of these very, very exotic parlays at Tab come in, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you beat Max, but... <laughs> It's going to take quite a lot. It's going to take quite a lot. Tab has unfortunately really shortened their odds now after the weekend. Yeah, It's hard to get a good parlay together. But uh, thankfully, I was throwing some together about two weeks ago. Oh, dear. I just hope, Tony, that uh, you've got uh, Troy Kotzer in all of these parlays. Yeah, that's right. I tell you what, I do. Um, yeah, I've got uh, – I, I have a lot of parlays. <laughs> I have a lot. I've covered lots of bases. I want to see them on the whiteboard on the day, Tony. Be funny. Oh, my, we're going to need a bigger whiteboard. Uh, gamble responsibly, please, everybody. Uh, and remember, it's a thrill to be nominated, but it's even better to be compensated.